Hello and welcome to the 2019 MQ Science Meeting podcast. I'm Andre Tomlin from The Mental Health, and I'm here today with Dr. Sophie Dix, who is the Director of Research at MQ Mental Health. Sophie, please can you introduce MQ for us and the science meeting for people who haven't heard of you before? Okay, so um, MQ is the UK's leading mental health research charity, and we're here to transform lives by creating a future where mental illnesses are understood, effectively treated, and potentially even one day prevented. The Mental Health Science Meeting is, to the best of our knowledge, the largest meeting of its kind, because one of the things that we felt was that mental health research can lag behind other other areas because of everyone sort of trying to approach it from their different disciplines, whether it's psychiatry, psychology, social sciences, neurosciences. And we feel that the only way to take it on is actually to bring those sciences together. So we wanted to create a forum where scientists of different stripes can meet, learn about each other's work, and can hopefully go away buzzing with new ideas and new connections and for collaborations moving on from there. It's quite a tricky thing to do in mental health, isn't it? I guess bringing together all those different disciplines. How, how are you doing that this year? What are the themes of the event? How are you kind of bringing all these different people together? Well, because you're right, it is such a big theme and, you know, we have to sort of break it down because mental health is such a big area and there are so many different ways. So each year we've taken a different theme and the, the broad theme is thinking about the lifespan and so we targeted four areas that we thought were very relevant to those. So we've got... Um, loneliness and social isolation. We've got multimorbidities and that intersection between mental and physical health. We wanted to look at self-harm and suicide and we also wanted to consider sort of methodology and you know actually how you think about mental health across the lifespan. How do you actually even do that? Um, So you know we thought those were all hot topics. We also have a really fantastic panel this year as well that I just wanted to mention because we really wanted to consider about, well, why, why does mental health science lag behind other areas? Why is the research not quite delivering the way it has in terms of physical health? So we've got a fantastic panel and we're going to be challenged them to think about, well, what is this? What have we learned and what can we do differently? And how and, you know, how and will we do it differently? You've got a fantastic mix of people speaking at the conference again this year, as always. Um, Could you just flag up for us what you're looking forward to most in the programme? Well, in terms of the speakers, it is such a fantastic lineup. I couldn't possibly choose one that I'm particularly looking forward to. So I think what I'm, I'm really looking forward to is around actually some of the new things that we're doing this year. So, for example, we want to bring lived experience much more into the meeting. So each session will be co-chaired by someone with lived experience, which will, you know, share to the audience, share to the scientists and remind everyone why we're doing this, why research matters and why the research matters to them. And they'll also have the opportunity to quiz the scientists around how, with their experience, what's relevant about it. This will hopefully also remind scientists in the room why lived experience is so absolutely critical to to research and they always need to be considering this and always remember and include it in their research wherever possible. Um, We're also introducing rapid-fire talks and this is a wonderful forum for early career scientists to share... Um, very briefly, their research to some of the world's leading scientists. So they're always quite good fun. So yeah, looking forward to it. And as I said earlier about the panel as well, it's a really fantastic lineup we've got for the panel discussion. I guess mental health science events, um, just by their very nature, attract quite a diverse range of people. Um, I've been to this conference in the last few years, and there's always so much variation in what's being presented. 
Um, always really high quality speakers and really high quality kind of discussion that happens after talks and on social media as well. Um, I suppose one of the challenges is to, is, is to ensure that those discussions are accessible to as broad an audience as possible, um, you know, the public. And that's quite a challenge when you have talks about very complex uh, science topics. So how are you going to make sure, as, as best as you can, that what's discussed in the room is open to the public to understand? Well, I think there are two points here. I mean, firstly, it's not just important that everyone can understand for the people outside the room, but because it's a multidisciplinary audience, that it's really important that everyone in the room, they might be really, you know, know everything about their own fields, but we're trying to get them to understand other fields as well. So by the very nature of the meeting, we've really encouraged our presenters to bring the audience up to speed and therefore make their... um, make their presentations accessible and you know bring everyone up to the same speed so that everyone's on the same page so that they can understand and learn from it. To enrich it for people that, that can't be at the meeting, that we'll be having live blogging on the day, we'll be tweeting, there'll be blogs before and after the, me- after the meeting, that we can really hope to enrich everything that's going on and sort of explain a little bit more of the background and give people the, the background materials so that they can go away and learn more about the topics as well. Mm-hmm. It's quite a big undertaking. I remember seeing you last year and the year before and the year before um, after the event. Um, and there's that sense of incredible you know, achievement, but also, oh my God, we've just done something quite <laughs> significant here with this two-day conference we've organised. Um, what drives you to carry on doing this and causing yourself all this pain and hardship year <laughs> after year? Yeah, it certainly is a lot of work. And I think you know everyone at MQ has a part to play in it. And so many people like yourself beyond MQ... But I think that what keeps us going is just that buzz. It is that wonderful buzz um, as we walk away from the meeting, the buzz in the room, the buzz in the breaks, and the feedback we receive, that we receive so many people just telling us what a fantastic meeting it is and how much they learned from it and, you know, wanting us to do more. And that's what keeps us going. I think the other thing is that we hear a lot about a lot of collaborations that are formed at the meeting, that people have met at the meeting, they've put together a grant proposal, they've got money, and they would have never connected had it not been for our meeting. Um, But, you know, we're always looking to learn as well. We're always looking to see, well, what can we do better? What new can we bring in? Because we want to keep it, you know, a fresh meeting. We want to consider um, the feedback received and really think, what what can we do to every year to, to just keep it going and keep it alive? There's blogs on the MQ site and on the mental health in the run-up, as you say, and the live tweeting is going to happen at MQ Science Meeting. Uh, Thanks a lot for chatting with me. Good good luck with it. Yep, thank you very much. Enjoyed it. (laughs)